I know why you're here. You want to know the cookie secrets? Don't get shy now. Join me here to learn all about the cookie. From self-love to self-pleasure. I'm here to get you excited about the cookie. Let me show you through my own journey how hemp and cannabis can help you reconnect with your body after trauma. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe for updates on what we do at Toki Streets. Come back to learn more about the secret of the cookies. We'll be waiting. owner and chef of Sippy Flavor. I started about a year ago. Just COVID, everything came across. I just was like, you know what? This is a passion of mine. I just need to get into it. Why not leap out there and get started? Um, I'm on Instagram. I have a Facebook. Um, it took some convincing. Sometimes, you know, you, you doubt yourself, fear. You don't want to leap out there and get started. But this journey has been good. Like COVID really pushed me to go into my craft and my passion. I love it. So I can say for myself, getting into my business, it's almost been five years. Um, but when I first got into my business, I'll say I got into it for two reasons. One, definitely the money. Because yes. I trust me, whenever I, whenever I first started, the passion was there. You know, I, I love what I do. But what motivated me to start is I had a bill. I had bills that were due. And I had to think of residual income, you know, in ways to be able to monetize so that I can take care of myself. Um, and I looked at, at what was helping me or what I was doing, something natural or something I was naturally doing. And then, you know, pushing, making that into a business. Um, I don't know how, how you feel about that. Is that how you feel as well? Or was it a just a passion and just came? <laughs> well, it was a passion, but it's also a mental thing because, um, I moved here two weeks before COVID started and my daughter wasn't here. She was with her dad because I had got sick previously. So he was kind of helping me out with that. And then he didn't want her to leave Georgia. I wanted to relocate. So I moved here, but to take my mind off of the situation I was in, there's nowhere to go. I don't know if any good food is here. I don't know what's going on. So let's just start cooking. And then as more as I started experimenting, it was like, hey, you can actually get paid to do this. On top of that, the drive of knowing one day I'm not going to work for anybody. Like, I still work a nine to five every day. So that process also is there. Like, hey, I got to start somewhere to get out of the position of actually working for somebody else. But why not do something you love to do instead of just making up a business and you know you're not really going to tend to it or want to do it? So that's why I looked at it. It was a mental thing. It's like it kept me at peace. It kept me feeling whole it kept me feeling like I still was kind of close to family in a way so I'll say that's that's what food does um that's why I got into cooking you know and really being around food I've been in the food industry since I was 14 and it just it just reminds me of family reminds me of friends you know every restaurant I worked at um dishes remind me of certain people that I was around I mean food is everybody has to eat you know so food brings people together I definitely can understand that. Definitely. Um, what what made you start cooking? I mean, I know you've done it before you started your business. What, yes. what got you started? Um, I've always been in the kitchen 
since I was six. I cooked my first pot of grits at six years old. I'm a Southern girl, so <laughs> I cooked my, my dad cooks, my mom cooked, you know, and my aunts and everything. I was always that one child that just was intrigued with what was going on in the kitchen. It's just so much going on, especially at family gatherings and things like that. Everybody's getting everything together, bringing something in. I wanted to be a part of that. Like, I, yeah, it's hot. You're not supposed to touch it, but why can't I touch it? Like, I should be able to do it too. Let me get this chair and push it on over there and let me get a part of this. I just was always sit on the counter, sit on the table, anywhere I can get to get involved, cutting up vegetables. That probably part was probably the most irritating part. And then filling peas, like big trash bags of peas. I'm like, I'm peeling these peas, boo. How you cook them? I want to know. So that, that kind of, I've been cooking for a long time. Function, girls' night. You cooking? Yeah. Baby shower. You cooking? So it's just been a thing to do. I like to see people happy when they eat, and I like to watch people when they eat because it it makes me happy. So sometimes people think it's weird, but it is what it is. It's what you like. I'll say this. Um, I you know, I have. I'm a chef, but I really don't love cooking. I am not a cook. I, I can cook. I mean, mind you, if you want me to cook a meal, I got you. I can I can throw down. But I don't enjoy it as much as I see a lot of chefs and a lot of cooks do. I enjoy baking. Like if you put some flour, sugar, and eggs in front of me, mm, mm, I'll make you I'll make you something. <laughs> I'll make you something bad. But the cooking part is always my heart. Now I watched my grandfather. He was a chef in the Navy. Um, I, just like I said, I've been in, working in the food industry since I was fourteen, so I've always been involved in prepping or looking. But I've never, I've never found that that passion there. Do you, can you remember when you actually fell in love with cooking? What was oh, the yeah. most? My children. I have kids, and to see. I will honestly say, like, don't get me wrong. I've cooked for many, many, I've been cooking for years. But when I started, like, COVID started dabbling into actually extensively cooking gourmet meals and trying different things, the excitement of my daughter wanting to cook was everything. Like, when we would do little things, like, it really kind of passionate when I was able to actually in, involve my children. They were able to actually put their hands in wash greens like you, they don't know what they're doing but put your hand in there touch it or making little personal pizzas and they get involved the excitement on them made me like hey this is something that I really enjoy doing like or the first time my aunt usually cooked the collard greens right at the family function well one Thanksgiving I took on the collard greens when my whole family was like my aunt was like I get a trophy to you that's mm -hmm. what I knew that this was it that was yeah. it like oh yeah I definitely she was like you put your foot in this when you enjoy this and all my family or friends come over and they're like we didn't even know you could cook like this like you really get down like this and I'm like yeah I enjoy it it's like you put your headphones on and you zone out and it's just it's always been that type of thing for me and it's gotten even better now so I love that I can I can so relate to that I love that yeah for sure for sure I I definitely I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> Most people are like, oh, my mom cooked, my dad cooked. No, I literally cooked all the time with my mom. I cooked for my mom, my aunts, my cousins. But when my kids were like, my son said to me, Mom, why are you even asking me if it's good? You already know I know it's good. I'm looking for it. I already know it's good. That made me feel like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember this <laughs> You were talking about greens. You just said you, you know, touching the greens. 
Um, <laughs> it's a funny story. This is my, this, I'm sure people are going to say this story again and laugh. So I don't have a big family. Um, I pretty, it's always been just me, my mom and my grandmother, my brothers did their own thing. My family kind of went their own way. So we would always cook smaller meals and we always left that up to my grandmother. My grandfather used to be the guy. What he got sick and he passed away, so we don't have we don't have him to cook anymore. So it was always my grandma, and they never really taught me stuff, like taught me how to cook it, or I was never in the kitchen. They just did it. They never passed on recipes. So a bunch of my friends had asked me um, this one time. They were like, "You know how to cook? You know you should you should make the greens." And I had never made greens before in my life, like in my life but I was like yo I'm gonna do these greens up you better with confidence <laughs> because all my friends think I can do it and I'm gonna have to kill these greens like they don't have to be the best greens anybody's have ever tasted in their life yes so I got so focused on these greens I had the earphones on yes just like you said sitting there making greens wash those suckers did everything I had to just by memory it's work my friends still talk about those greens to this day that's what I'm telling you. It, it's, it's about, I think food is about in that heart. You don't need a recipe. It's no. about in your heart. It's about in your heart. It's about when you put those ingredients and those flavors. I always tell people, you know, cooking is about love and passion, but yes. it's also about knowing your sauces and your spices. If you know your sauces and your spices, I don't you care what you have. what you have in your pantry. I don't get. I don't care. You can have some noodles and a tomato, and you can make that with noodles and tomatoes the baddest meal ever. And I have seen. I'm not a parent myself, but I have seen parents, mothers, throw down in the kitchen with just two ingredients and make a whole gourmet meal. So I, I, I see it. I know. And so when I, I, it goes back to that. When I think about it, I think about that memory of me cooking those greens because I know if you have children. <laughs> oh, get it. Because you have to come up with ways to make them eat things. So yes. Yes, yes, yes. So that, don't I, I find myself doing that. I, I run a food pantry, right? So I find myself getting food pantry items and creating entrees and gourmet dishes just from the food pantry items because that's what food is about. It's about creating the things. I mean, you can go to a restaurant and get fancy stuff, but it's creating it from the from the bare minimum and creating something that is delicious, that is going to be nutritious, that's just perfect, so that perfect. with just the smallest amount of ingredients. Now that's when you know you're a bad chef. So when I tell you, I had, me and my best friend, we had a roommate, uh, we were roommates, and we got two, I mean, both of our boys are old, over 6'2", you know, mm -hmm. we got eight kids, my daughter's a bit, she's a tall girl, we just got people, kids that eat, and, you know, it's tight when we were making ends meet, trying to make ends meet, and I would just, be, I was like, okay, we can't go to the grocery store this weekend, but I gotta figure some out, so in the cabinet, we got we got elbow noodles in the cabinet, okay? Okay, we got a little bit of ground beef in the freezer, okay? We got some uh, Tostino's cheese sauce, okay? We got Tostino's cheese uh, salsa. If I put this together, put a little sprinkle cheese on top, add a little, just a tad bit of flour, let it mix up and see. You would have thought I made something crazy. Yep. My best friend, she kind of inspired me too because... I had never had heard anything called bacon spaghetti. I'm like, what's that? What is bacon spaghetti? She took bacon 
peppers and onions and spaghetti meat. She don't even like to cook. She yeah. But she took that, put that together, and I was like, mm. yep. Okay. <laughs> so when you just pulling stuff out of the kitchen, turkey bacon, you putting stuff together, you just figure it out. When when you can be creative like that and food be like, you made this? Yeah. That's when you know. That's when you yeah. If you feel like you got to go to the store to get every ingredient, you haven't dipped into that 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 talent yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Something happen from what you got in the kitchen. So I'm challenging. I'm so happy you brought that up. I'm challenging myself for the last month. I'm trying to be a minimalist. So I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff in my pantry. My pantry is down to its bare, bare minimum. Um, because for the last, like, almost two months, I've just been getting rid of things in my pantry. So I've created so many meals from soups to just a bunch of different stuff, but just the items that I have, it's, it's been very like humbling and great, especially yeah. learning it from learning it as a chef. Like remember the spices and the taste, right. creating my own tomato sauce, you know, you know from scratch and, and stuff right. like that from tomatoes and, you know, older tomatoes, just doing all that is just, it's rewarding. Um, so you, you get really passionate and excited about talking about food and I see it in your eyes. I feel the energy. We can talk about food all day. All day. All like, day. Um, but like, you know, what like really gets me is like when I have a hard day in the kitchen and I'm working, like when I go, I, I don't know about you, when I go to the kitchen, I'm like there for like hours. And even if I'm not actually cooking, I'm like doing the notes, I'm creating the recipes, I'm putting everything together, I'm, I'm deciding on how, what portions and everything. And I'm creating all those things. So I'm in the kitchen all day. I always ask everyone, the first thing I ask people whenever I meet them is how do you self-love? I ask people this all the time and I want us to get in the habit to start asking everyone like when you meet somebody like, hey, how are you? But how do you self-love? Like just make that a regular thing so people can stop and think like, wait a second, how do I self-love? So how do you self-love when it's, it's stressful? Okay, so when it gets stressful, I definitely um, I want one of those firm believers of walking. I feel like I can literally take a 10-minute walk and be totally refreshed. Walking, I, that's how I, I'm, uh, I'm a firm believer of burning candles and taking hot baths. I just, that is so relaxing. It could be midday. My whole family know it. It's like, they think it's crazy. But midday, I will get in a hot bath, shut everything off, no music, no nothing, no anything just quiet now I'd also I meditate so I was reading this book and I forgot the name of it but it took you to blank everything out of your mind completely and you just sit and just just sit there in pure silence for at least 30 minutes and that's pretty much one of the ways I self-love I take care of myself I'm one of those people I like being moisturized so I grease myself up I use lotions I use oils I like smelling good, so I'm into perfumes and aromatherapy lotions. So I have what you call fibromyalgia, which is an extension of the nerve. I have my moments, and that can be, that sends your body into a stressful moment. So I go into the gym, which is weird, because I, I mean, I used to be an athlete, but I didn't ever like working out, but that's peaceful to me. It brings like anger, tension, everything completely out of my body, and that's so now. Sometimes I do self-love by going overextensive in the kitchen. <laughs> I just wake up and I'm like, you know what? It's been a stressful day. I'm going in here and I'm about to fall out. And I done made five different meals. Nobody's going to eat, but I'm going to make them. And it makes me feel so much better. <laughs> do that all the time. 
at least you at least you have kids and family. I do it. I live by myself. I have I'll have breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the next two weeks. Just call me, okay? I'll take a peek. You know? <laughs> I always want to eat somebody else's food. I always want to eat somebody else's food. Yeah, me too. Always. <laughs> Anytime you got extras, let me know. I'll bring my extras to you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm, I'm about it. I have so much food. I especially like goodies, like cookies and stuff. I I make I had a whole um I, I thought about you. I thought about you the other day. I was like, <clears throat> oh, I really don't eat sweets, but boy, I can eat a I can eat a chocolate chip cookie any day. I made a so I've been pr- playing around with my pies because I make a lot of pies for the holidays. People order mm-hmm. pies with me, so I have a I have two different types of pies that people go crazy for. One is my purple sweet potato pie. It's a purple sweet, yeah, potato pie. Mm. And it's different. I, I, I enrolled it in a competition last year, and it didn't win because it was it was it was the older black woman. Yeah, they they wasn't having this purple pie. The older what is this? Like, yeah. I eat that. That I that's not normal. Something. That's not normal. That's not. And it didn't, and it wasn't super sweet because I try I try to do health conscious, so it was a. Uh, <laughs> oh, you already know you had to. You know you gotta dump that. But I knew I was I knew I was gonna lose. I wasn't even worried about that. You I just, just wanted to put it in there. Just I put it in there. So I did a listen, you right here. So I did a lemon, a lemon purple sweet potato pie with a pecan almond uh gingerbread crust that I made from scratch with pecans and it was really? nice and on the top. Yeah. And it was so it's like it was perfect, but I made like two of them. And who's going to eat them? Me, me. I'm going to eat them. <laughs> At least you were a little health conscious, so you can. I need I need people to to eat eat these with me, um, because they're not on my menu. I just make them. Like I I I was there was a couple months ago. I was just making cakes, so I had a bunch of three tier cakes in my freezer. <laughs> Yeah, you know so I, I got just, you know I got a bowl of children, girl. We like. I them. know, so I <laughs> I'm gonna start packing them up and send them to you because I have like I have like I'll have cakes like I just sit here and I'll just make three tear cakes. That's my that's my self love. That's my stress reliever. Is when I go down, I come in my kitchen and I say, okay, I'm gonna make a cake, and that's how because it takes hours to make a cake. Yeah. It takes. Look, I, don't, I don't have the patience for cakes. Okay? Yeah, I, I don't even look. like pastries, so it's like I don't even dabble. Like, like I literally will eat a glazed donut. That's about as far as I'm gonna go in a chocolate chip cookie. What? Well, yeah. Pound cake. <laughs> I, I am. Make, I, I make I bread. Pound cake. Fun. You like? You make pound cake? I oh do. yeah, I make pound cake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I, I like pound, pound cake. Okay. That's the only cake I eat. It's a nice moist pound cake. Oof. Yes. So my godmother. Oh. Pound cake is it? At any of the any older people, mostly any of them, not all of them, but most of them can throw down on some pound cake. I'll eat any. I'll eat any of grand, Granny's pound cake, any auntie's pound cake. Whatever. Let me get, Let me get that. <laughs> I'll eat all of it. Uh, but okay, so I think that self love is so important. Like I was saying, especially after trauma. And on my podcast, we talk about and. In my business, we talk about um, owning our loving ourselves after trauma, and more importantly, I talk about how to love on yourself after trauma. Because I think a lot of women, they no matter what the trauma is, it could be anything. I'm not just talking about a sexual trauma or whatever. It could be any type of trauma. They forget to love on themselves, and and people think that I just mean like some people just mean like give yourself a hug, but I mean like learning to love every single part of you. That's that. 
Yeah. So there's this book um, that I keep on talking about in my podcast. It's called Existential Kink. And when I read this book, I fell in love with this book because um, it's, it's this idea that there are things outside of sex that can be kinky, right? That you find kinky. And I spoke about like things that you enjoy and how you speak, how you handle your self-love because of that book. They um, say that, you know, like your self-love, you're taking your bath in a midday is a, is a kink for you. It turns you on, not in the, that way, That's maybe, right. it, but it makes but me, it lifts me, it lifts me up. It makes you yeah. feel good, right? Yeah. So that is one of your existential kinks. Now, some people, and you kind of did it when you said it too, you said, well, I know my family probably think I'm crazy, right? And people, some people hold this shame or this idea of, of what other people, well, I'm just saying, I know you don't, yeah. I'm just saying, but some people have this shame they do. Yeah. of having these, and, and that might not be it. Like for instance, me. Um, I can have a really busy work day and I'll say, oh, I have this show that I really wanted to watch, but I should continue working. You know, I, right. I should, I should go and, and enjoy my show. I should just go continue working and I will feel, I don't know if shame's the right word, but I'll feel guilty about watching this show. Oh. And shame. But is it my existential kink is something that I enjoy. So when I think that people need to learn how to love even the dark sides, the good and the bad or bad sides of themselves. Um, but going into this loving ourselves is loving every single aspect from our toes to the tips of the follicles of our hairs, right? And a lot of women don't take that time to learn their bodies after trauma and relearn those through their bodies after a trauma. Um, I think about like my, one of my really good friends after she had her, her baby, her first kid, she didn't reconnect with her body and, um, she did it. It was this, it was this, uh, I can't get in her brain, but I'll tell you from outsider looking in, it was this, um, this learning to love herself after the baby kind of like learning how to love herself. After her, after the baby, and she went through a process of learning how to connect with herself in that all over again. And I watched her in that, and I watched a lot of women learn how to love themselves, but in relationships, right? You cannot do that. You cannot learn to love yourself in a relationship, right? Because you're feeding off of someone else's energy. So when it comes to being a woman in business, um, and you know. Uh, having all this power and running a business and everything. Um, I want to ask you some interesting questions about how you self-love and how you connect with your own body. Now then I did say, you don't have to answer. You can kind of pass if you don't feel comfortable asking these questions. You were given the questions beforehand, but if you have any questions or anything, just let me know. Um, so the first question I want to say is what are ways that you um, connect, reconnect with your body um, after a long day, like, you know, just to center yourself, you did speak about meditation a little bit, but is there any other ways that you reconnect with your body? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is other ways I reconnect. So I will say that I am a avid marijuana smoker. So I take my time out. Sometimes that brings a sense of feel to my body. Like it just brings a sense of calm, a connection to myself. I'm a rubber. <laughs> I do sit and just rub on myself because that's 
the type of person I am. I love myself, like my side. I'm always, my hand's always in my shirt. I always get to come in like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing Because I just like to touch myself. I just do. I just love myself. But it took time to get here. It took time to get here. Because I had to learn with nobody, out of relationship, self-love for myself. So now it's kind of, luckily he he understands it, but it's kind of weird to him because he's never seen anybody just really like love on themselves. I don't need you to touch me. I can touch myself. So... (laughs) It, it, it's it's great that you mentioned that is something as simple as learning how to touch yourself. I find when I'm speaking to a lot of women and, you know, I have these conversations all the time, it's something as simple as going like this. They're not used to that. They're not used to doing that to themselves. <laughs> like I told, just- I told you, I'm a greaser. I love, I was raised to like moisturize my skin. But I thought how, how, I knew I was like, oh, you put lotion on but when I take the aspect of putting my leg up and I'm rubbing down my leg, rubbing my ankles, my feet all the way up, my hips, my butt, my side, my breast, everything, it just makes me feel, I, I love making me feel like I love myself. And nobody has to tell me what I look like, how I look or anything. You can tell me I'm fat, you can tell me I'm skinny, it doesn't matter. I have felt myself and I know what I feel like. So- mm-hmm. I love that energy. That makes me so happy that you said that because I say that all the time. Just to not is is and I think when people think when they think about my business, they think automatically it goes right into sex, right? And all oh, she's talking about sex or having masturbation, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking the moment. And and uh, I learned this. We had a sal- I did a salad retreat a couple months ago. I didn't do it, but I went to a salad retreat a couple months ago. <laughs> and in this salad retreat you couldn't talk about, you couldn't say anything, but that was something that we learned is how to be mindful about where we are and about how you feel and about how certain things feel. And I challenge the women to take a second and it sounds silly, but just to look at their hand and feel their hand and just touch their fingers and feel how it feels on their fingers and just get comfortable and, and let, let that, almost um turn you on to touch your hand right in a way that just is loving yourself though not necessarily a sexual but just let that really like feel good to you a, a lot of women haven't even done that don't know how their own skin feels right uh right. other than you know you put on lotion but it's like oh you just put on yeah lotion. you put it on yeah i gotta get yeah. Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta go somewhere i gotta do I'm gonna my get where i'm gonna get where people can see it and the rest of it yeah. Like, or, or or it's not it's it's just because it's all you always do it, it feels it's weird like, i don't want to it feels weird to you you don't want to touch yeah it. i don't want to i don't want to think about touching myself i just want to do there. it i've been there i'm <laughs> there. i've been yeah. there <laughs> i don't want to think about my hand i don't want to think about that so right. that's the that's the thought that's the thought that so many women have you know i've been there too where i I would feel uncomfortable. Oh my God, you want me to touch my ear? Why? Like, it's so weird. What, a, what is this exercise? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is uh, like, okay. Like, I don't understand, but there was- I don't this. feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. You, you can so. do that. And it's like, it's okay to not feel anything, but it's it's learning to just realize, wait, I have an ear. Wait, these are my fingers. These are mine. Right. This is my body. This is what, it's mine. So I need to take care of it. And I, and I love me and I love every single curve, 
every single thing about my body, you know, in right. that place is what I, is what I want to teach more women to do is to love themselves in that way. Definitely. Um, you spoke about meditation and how that can um, reconnect. And I, I talked to you a little bit about, you know, how I, how, what type of meditation I do. I talk to people about, um, and I don't know if you know this, I've talked about this in my podcast before, but about um, a self ceremony. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah. Okay, so I probably have done one and don't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) You might have. Um, So a self-ceremony, and I'm saying this more in general for everybody who's listening, for those who have not listened to my previous um, podcast and don't know about the self-ceremony. The self-ceremony is a crystal. So you purchase a crystal and the crystal um, has healing properties in it. And you are going to meditate with it inside, right? And you're going to meditate, meditate for that chakra and really heal your body through that. And it's a self ceremony and you're going to just meditate, but you're meditating um, to, pu- to clean that area or to purify that area. Um, so that's what a self ceremony is. And it's one of those things. It's not, it's not masturbation. We're not, it's not that. It's more just for, you know, for a your connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for your connection. Okay. And for you to center yourself. Within a spiritual healing for yourself. Exactly. Um, So that's something that I normally tell people whenever they um, are dealing with a trauma, a sexual trauma, and how to heal and how to do their own self-love is doing something like that takes a lot of time. I'm saying this really from my father's, but it takes a lot of time to heal yourself. Um, to allow somebody to touch you or anything after trauma. And that is a way uh, for those who are listening, who have maybe dealt with the trauma, who aren't used to touching themselves. Um, it's a way to kind of ease your way into it um, and kind of be connected, get connected to your body again. Um, uh, so <laughs> always make sure that you're being gentle with yourself. One of the things that was really important, that's really important as entrepreneurs, I feel is uh, finding a community, um, especially of women, so that you can bounce those ideas and um, understand that you're not alone. I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get inside of our own head and we forget that there's a bunch of women that are just like us that are going through our same struggles. Um, and we tend to kind of go to ourselves because there's so much competition or we think there's competition or we think that we're doing all this stuff. So we're, we don't want to, um, you know, connect with people. Um, have you found a sense of community here in Pittsburgh yet or? It's been rough because I'm from here and being like brand new and just like me. <laughs> people but I have definitely um I will say I've met several I've come across several different black women that I've come in contact with and I've definitely linked and connected with them not on the aspect of just being an entrepreneurship but just having a connection with one another giving each other positive feedback positive vibes having each, giving each other some type of some type of actual like um meaning letting them know you know things we can be, we can be more than what we are supposed to be or what they want us to be. So yeah, I've, I've done that. I mean, meeting you was awesome. The young lady I was with, she connected me with her cousin, which she made this shirt. So I've been, you know, connecting with people. It's just, it just takes time. You know, that's how I looked at it. It takes time. You got to get out there to do it. I know. I know. I, 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 I move, I've moved so much and I always tell people at least takes, it takes a year to get acclimated 
And as long as you're patient with the process, you'll you'll get through it. It just takes a year because it in in work because you're going to have to find that community. It took me so long when I first moved here. Um, I tried to look for a community. I tried to get a community together of black women um, just to motivate each other and be there for each other, and it didn't work out. Nobody was responding. No one was talking. Nobody wanted to join my group. I was so sad. I was like, nobody wants to talk to me. They won't be one of my friends. I'm a nice person. And then I had to remember, like, people aren't trying to be cool with me. People don't know me. They don't know me. Yeah, they don't know you. They just like they don't know me. That's well. It's like um, my best friend. She, I went to Atlanta for her birthday, and um, I, you know, I cooked a few things for her birthday. And I have another girlfriend of mine. She's a baker. She did some things or whatever. And we kind of helped her put together her little birthday party. But at the same time, she had people come in from New York. So I met a lot of ladies who still would say, hey, sis, hey, what you made? How you make that? You know, or what you doing? Let me get your business card. Or we just like connected. It wasn't a, oh, she thinks she had business on it. You know, we were all just connecting like, yeah, hit me up if you need the advice. Call me. Here's my number. Don't feel free. You know, that, that was nice, too. Like just connecting with people in general is always good, but I had to try to fit, get a connection here. It's kind of hard. But I'm still working on it, but it it get it gets better. Being that my son's an athlete, I do get involved with the different moms, so it works out too. Yeah, I think that the the next event, because uh, you know my next event that I'm going to have is Cookie Secrets, and it's really to bring women together to reconnect them, to teach them ways that they can self love, and teach them how to reconnect with their bodies. I did do an event before, and it was such a great turnout that I know I'm going to have another one really, really soon. And that is the goal: is to get a bunch of women together to not on a competition, not on a you know, none of that, but coming together in a positive way. There's a young lady, her name is Latasha. She had an event a couple months ago. I don't know if you were here, but she had been a couple months ago. It was a pink party and um, it was just a bunch of women. It was a picnic, a picnic, and it was all pink. And these women just had a picnic out in the park, right? And it was the most beautiful thing I have seen in a very long time these women just talking just having and there was guys there you know the guys were there too yeah, you know they gotta be a little bit yeah and, and I was telling I was telling my friend I said there isn't even a lot of guys here you would think the guys would come out here because these women is looking bad we look right. good out here and you ain't you ain't but like five dudes out here <laughs> like no nobody's out here and it's just it's just like five. Dudes. They heard but, all pink. They was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> but these were these were professional women. These mm-hmm. were women on a mission. They were they were educated black women, all in one place. Right? That's awesome. When you can get us all in beautiful. one place and have a good conversation, it was beautiful. It was the beautiful. Movement. No drama, no craziness. Everybody. What they the what the world um, has perceives us as. as mm-hmm aggressive outrage you know we can't come together we're just assertive we're confident and we're mm-hmm. and we put our hands on we turn it to gold and they and that's just what it is it's just that if, are we able to embrace the fact that we can come together and do this and we can, that's great to have all women together like that at a picnic and no fight 
<laughs> it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. So I love that energy. And me and the young lady who put that on, we had, I think that we both have like the same vision of having a classier event, like having events that are for us, that are classy, that are for the educated, for the workers, for the, yes. the ones that's out here grinding, for us to have our self-love moment. That's not about drama. And, there, and I don't mean to, t- I'll take anything away from those, those, those fun parties and the stuff I'm not taking away from the, the parties, you know, the part, but, yeah. but there needs to also be some good energy like that. Right. Some classy luxury events like that in, in this area in Pittsburgh. So I definitely see myself doing those type of events, more of those type of events in our area. And the next one is the cookie secrets. I'm still trying to figure out the dates. Everyone's like, when are you having it? I'm the type of person that I have to plan, plan, and over plan before I say anything. So I have to be right. Yeah, it has to be, it has to be perfect. That's just like my subscription box. My subscription box, mm, it's going to be perfect because I'm, you, my desk. Okay, so I have a glass desk, right? And there are so many notes all over my glass desk. I write in white Sharpie. And I have everything that has to do with the subscription box already written down. Every single person that's going to be in there, what is going to be in there, every single thing, everything's ready. I just, it's not ready yet. It's, it's, not, ready. Come. it's not ready yet. Mm-mm. It's coming up. I get it. I get it. I get uh-huh. it. And we're going to get all of it. It's going to be a nice box set and we have a nice little system going and everything. It's just putting the ducks in the row. So I know that all of my people, all of my fans, my subscribers, everything are really, really looking forward to um, the podcast coming out and with, you know, my blog, continuing my blog and everything. Because I will do a, I'm doing a write-up on you as well. So okay. there'll be a whole write-up uh, with your pictures in addition to being the podcast. So um, you gave me your pictures. I have your images. Um, I'll write a short, uh, a bio, and then I'll probably... Yeah, I'll write your bio and then I'll send it to you so that you can look it over. I was going to say you can write a bio, but it's just easier for me to type it up real quick um, and just do a little blurb so that we can put in there and then write your whole little story up based off of all the things that you talked about on here. And awesome. you'll, of course, get to look at that before I send it out. Okay. Um, but I'm really excited yeah. about this podcast. Did, or did you have a second to listen to any other other ones? You didn't send me the link. <gasps> no. And I was just like... I was like, send you the link? No. I got the link. Oh, no. Okay. When I get off this phone, I am going, I'm sending it to you because you have to, I I want you to listen to it. So you, you hear the vibe. So even if you listen to like the first two or something, you want to I'm listening. The first couple ones are just me talking and I'm just saying like, um, what it is I, I do I have a couple little things that I did but once you start getting until I think like three or four that's when the interviews start and there's some mm-hmm. ladies on there that I interviewed already so there's awesome. they're on there you can listen to it tell me what you think it's, it's good <laughs> I laugh because some of the conversations get kind of crazy and it's good, but it's inspiring. It's inspiring. Um, and I have a um, a doctor, Dr. Tempo was on there, a psychologist. Um, okay. I her, um, and she, I mean, every single one, of course, we talk about, you know, sexual empowerment is really being sexually empowered. Um, again, I say everybody always, when I say that, I feel like uh, uh, people are, are always like, sexual empowerment? Because they don't know. No, no, no. It's, it, no. it's, it's like, it's like, instead of, 
thinking of it in a, with a broad spec is thinking small minded to me. And I know people probably like that's rude, but it's mm-hmm. small minded. So I'm a I'm I'm in school right now as to be a sex coach. I uh, awesome. and my main I just wanna I know after my own trauma it was really hard for me to connect uh, with my body and just with people. So I wanted to be that person to help people get on that path to connect with their bodies. But what I found is that so many women, other not just women with trauma have issues or have a problem with connecting with themselves. And I said, wait a second, that can't be real. People really have this. Like there's a, there was this woman who I spoke to, no judgment at all. And there's this woman I spoke to and she said, I've never, I've never masturbated before ever in my life. I would never, I could never see myself doing that. I would Man. never do that. And I just was like, oh, what? You've missed the boat. <laughs> you missing out. <laughs> how, do you, how do you live this long? How do you possibly, like, that is like, you, you deserve a prize. Like at that point, like, I don't know how that, how you are doing that. You got to, you have a special power. Powers, like for real, like I've never heard. So, and we had, I, when I had my panel, I did a panel with women. She was one of the panelists. Mm. She won a panel. but she need to be on it. (laughs) Yeah. She was able to communicate to people like, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't do that. I don't believe in that. And all the other women, hurt their faces were like, <gasps> they blunt, take it. <laughs> great though, because I knew that was going to be the reaction. That's just like whenever I had my last event um, and uh, I had a, a rigger, a, a, somebody to tie, you know, tie people up. Yeah. So nobody knew that there was going to be a rigger. Nobody knew. And there's these 63 old lady there, you know, and there's a rigger there. And I was so excited because I wanted to see how she was going to react. <laughs> So I'm sitting there on the side. I'm sitting there on the side, like Mm-mm-mm. everybody's face. It was it was magical. You you either had the people who just politely left, <laughs> like okay, it's time to exit, <laughs> or you had the people who acted like they didn't care, but was like low key, like looking off to the side. And then you had the people that was looking like all up in the. Give it to me. <laughs> Let me get it. <laughs> So the lady, the sixty-three, the sixty-three-year-old, like the older lady, I was in. I went up to her after. Her. I said, "I'm so sorry, ma'am. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I, I was so like I already knew it, but I was like, I'm so sorry if you were embarrassed." She was like, "No, that was fun. I loved that. I was like, yeah. People, but no, don't put it, don't put it past them. Come age, don't put it past worry, them. Yeah, if she don't worry about it, I'm gonna bring it every single time now, every time, <laughs> just because that lady. Be tag so we can. Make sure we follow you and anything else that you would like us to know before we get out of here. So I'm, I'm definitely, um, I have a unique name because there's not many people out there by the name of Sippy Flavor, which is S-I-P-P-I-F-L-A-B-A, which is 6259 on Instagram. You'll find me the same way as everything's connected on my um, Facebook. So if you go to my Instagram, there is a link to my website. My ordering page where you can actually order things or you can reconnect to my actual book or Instagram. Um, as far as um, I try to post as much as I can, I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> Same thing, sippy flavor. You can find me that way. Um, I guess being someone from below the Mason Dixon line, you know, just people thinking I had to call it sippy flavor because I'm from Mississippi. I mean, you can't get you can't get no better than that. <laughs> I had to to do that because you know I also still have to represent for my 
in our state. Mississippi is not as one of those well productive states, but I'm definitely want to put them on the map, regardless of where I'm at. So check me out. Check me out. There'll be some videos coming soon. I'll be doing me some more, some, some, some actual videos where you can actually see the chef, because most of the time on my videos, you just see the food or my pictures, you see the food, but you'll be able to see the chef here coming soon. Just got to get my platform together. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm still there. I'm still trying. I don't, I don't like social media. I'm not a social media person. I've been mm-hmm. using Share. I use this app called SyncShare. I just schedule all of my posts so I don't have to be on social media. I cannot stand social media, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Like TikTok, I'm trying. It's I, I, I'll be honest with you. It's it's definitely something like I had to learn. Like you literally have to. I don't have the mindset to deeply in it. Like I look at other chefs and I'm like, they are like doing them every day. Um went to this marketing uh, meeting at the job that I work at right now. And one of the marketers was saying that you should at least post one or two, two to three posts a day. I know. That's what I was doing. I was posting them like two, three. You know how hard that is? That's hard. (laughs) That's like, it's, it's like hell. That's hard as hell. Like that's not easy. That is hard as hell. Like I give you a picture, but to post a whole video, like I don't, it's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah. Give, give me one second. Hold on one second. Just to let you guys know, I'm doing a podcast right now. We're recording a podcast. If you guys have any questions or anything about, you know, this wonderful Sippy Flavor, their owner, you know, we had a great discussion. You'll be able to hear this podcast when I release all the podcasts in here in a couple of weeks. But if you guys have any questions or anything, let us know. Um, we're about to shut it down in a couple minutes, though. So, um, but this was a great, this was a great conversation. I hope that right. you got to say everything that you wanted to say on here, and you know, good about that energy because this was great. This is exactly what I'm the doing. one thing I want. I want to say for people who are mothers, <laughs> do not have to stop because you have kids. It is possible, regardless if you have children or not, and your children can still flourish. And for me to have a mini me who is way better than me when it comes down to being any type of she made bread the other day any type of baking and she's so much better than me with it and she's actually way more driven than I am with it which is crazy but if it's something that you want to do and you got a business idea don't waste your time just do it I mean they're gonna grow old regardless they're gonna get older they're gonna move on but do it do it Especially now, start your business, you guys, uh, you know, do your own thing because there is nothing more rewarding than having your own business, y'all. I don't care if y'all got a nine to five. I don't care what you got. And I don't care I what this thing, when you have your own business, you just walk a little bit different. And, and you just because it's yours. And people can't come at you a certain way. Like, that's just no. how it is. And it's like, it doesn't matter how much production that you have going. Mm-hmm. To it, you could have sold one plate. I could have sold one sandwich. I could have sold one. Meal. I could have sold did one catering job. But the fact of the matter is, it's yours. Nobody can stop that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I tell anybody, you can do it. Now, I agree. Okay, what idea you got in your mind? If you feel like you're passionate enough to get started with a business, do it. Don't be afraid. I think my favorite thing to tell people all the time is a lot of people I know with myself and a bunch of entrepreneurs are like, well, somebody else already did that. 
or, so, you know, and I always say it, it don't even matter. Right. Because it's just like I, I, I listen to this quote. Be sure to come back next time for another episode of Cookie Secrets. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe for updates on what we do at Toki Streets.